So I think the first thing to actually do is to have an honest conversation with yourself and start just batting down those bad thoughts. Seriously, it, people don't talk to other people about money hardly at all, but they're constantly having conversations with themselves about how terrible they are. No joke. Mm. Like, this is no joke. I've been there. I've been there as well, <laughs> and I do this for a living. So it's to combat those bad mindsets. Do you want to become self-motivated to live on purpose and curate a life you love? I'm Kay Cote, and you're listening to the Fit Fabulous Life Podcast. This podcast exists as your community where you can hear encouraging stories and discover resources that you can start using today. What is wealth? Wealth is being present and content with wherever you are and with whoever is in front of you, not your net worth. My aim is for every person to be happy with money. These are words from my next guest, Tom Statham. Tom is a father, husband, and co-founder of Fiel Capital and is the host of the Happy With Money podcast. The truth is, like any of our life pillars, there are huge benefits that we can discover when it comes to our financial wellness. Yet sometimes we just don't know where to start. Put your hands up if this sounds like you. Recently after connecting with Tom, he and I felt it would be awesome to put together a dual podcast for double the fun. I got to be a guest on his podcast, Happy With Money, and today we are having him on the Fit Fabulous Life. The conversation Tom and I had is so enlightening and I'm excited to share it with you today. Especially when it comes to the things everyone thinks about but nobody talks about. You guessed it, money. And what I really liked about Tom is that he actually makes learning about finances fun. On this episode, learn how to have a healthy mindset with money. And this one really spoke to me. Understand what it feels like to have money shame and how to overcome it. Learn how to want to work on your finances and discover creative ways to work with them and make them work for you. And find a community of people who want to see you succeed and are there in your corner when it comes to your financial well-being. There's always room for improvement. There's always room in everything we do, which is, that's great. We can add that into this topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. And today I am with Tom Statham. And I love the story Tom gave me of how to remember how to pronounce his last name. You were saying that in co your college graduation? Yes, college graduation. Okay, so you were in your college graduation and you phonetically spelled your name and you wrote stay as s-t-a-y and yep. d-u-m-b and i think that's hilarious because you were graduating college i totally i was like this is hilarious I was like this is the probably the pinnacle of your intellectual pursuits from the society's standpoint and i was like oh this person's probably going to get a laugh so I did it. I think it's great. But it's also how you pronounce it too. Also, we um this is this is a little bit random too. My grandma, we think she didn't really like how the the relatives up north pronounce statum and they pronounce it statum and so we think that she changed it to statum. Oh, that's interesting. Family drama. Anyways, totally unrelated. 
Oh, but still fun <laughs> because I love a good story. Yes. Like, you know, that's really cool. I know I, I wonder often about, um, I talk a lot about epigenetics on the show and geek yeah. out about those things and like curiosity of like why we do what we do and and our family lineage and things like that. So that's really fun. But kind of diving in, yeah. I'm so glad to have you here, Tom. Thank you. For Happy to be here as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and what motivates you? Yes. So to start with what I do, um, I, you know, so professionally, I, uh, I'm the CEO and founder of Fiel Capital. I'm a co-founder at Likely, which is a fintech company here based in Fargo, uh, that producer Ben and I and a couple of my co-founders are launching soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we do the Happy With Money podcast. So that's what I do during the day. What I'm most passionate about is my family. So I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Camila. We are on, uh, we in November, we will we'll have been together 15 years, which is crazy. Wow. And we have, uh, we've been married for 10 years. I have two kids, Lucy and Bodie. And then we have two dogs, French bulldogs. I wish they were here, but they're not because they're too loud. Um, Pancake and Buds. Oh, cute. So they're really my, my um, I mean, I'm, I'm just really motivated by, uh, I guess I'm motivated by dreams. So I'm, I'm just an entrepreneur. I know that I'm here to build things. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have grown up into a household that, you know, my, my parents really instilled, like, you can do anything, and I believed them. And so here I am, uh, you know, living out my, my childhood dreams and being an entrepreneur and trying to bring value uh, to a community. So professionally, I'm a wealth manager, CEO, and um, but what really brings me joy is uh, waking up in the morning and be with my kids. Oh, I love that. That's so important. That's really cool. I love your fam- that family dynamic. It's so important to yes. have that. So Yes, so thankful. That is so cool. What what I love about you is you kind of have this, it's a very interesting um, compilation. I don't know of lack of better word. So you have this dynamic of you're financial, but you're entrepreneurial. And I love that. So that is what intrigued me because as an entrepreneurial minded person myself, I sometimes am very lax in the financial department. And I've always been kind of scared to think about money as something that I can use as a tool. I've always thought of money in a way of, I had kind of a money negative view towards my money because I didn't sure. have a lot of it. So I love what you're doing here. Can you talk a little bit about VL and then your newest venture likely? Yes. So um, to go back to 1961, so my grandfather, Cliff Statham, he he wanted to he 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 co-owned a car dealership in town in Moorhead. I think they I think they sold Chrysler's. I think they sold sold Chrysler's. Um, he wanted to get out of it and he wanted to be I think he wanted to be a money guy, really. And fast forward till 1992, my my father stepped in and took over the um, practice. Uh, and we were at Piper Jaffray at that point in time. And then in 2013, uh, two weeks after I graduated from college, two weeks after I wrote Stay Dumb on my, uh, on my, my card to pronounce my name, I joined my father um, really in the family business. And I think it was during that time early in my career where I, I, um, I realized 
it's like, huh, I think there's a better way to do this. It's like, I'm not sure I want to be a part of a, a, a multinational publicly traded company. I have nothing against the company that I, you know, we, where we spent a lot of our years as a family working. But I also, I, I kind of figured, I was like, this isn't exactly what I wanted to do. And, and I think, you know, if you ever talk to somebody who is in a family business, I think I would guess a pretty significant amount of them feel stuck in somebody else's dream. And that's really what I felt is, is I just felt I had this really nice life, you know, financially speaking, we're way ahead of where normal people are, I guess our age. And that's not something I, I mean, it's just true. (laughs) I was like, might as well tell the truth. Right. And, you know, with that though, I just, I felt inside of me, I was like, this isn't why I'm here. And so we left our previous company that my family had been with for a really, really long time. And we started Fiel. And really the journey of Fiel has sort of been a journey, you know, just a personal journey of, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, very, a uh, pretty fundamental question, you know, at the deepest level of a person is like, what am I spending my time doing? And what we, you know, where we're at right now with, with Fiel, and, and this is certainly with Likely, is um, we really just want to help people who aren't being helped. And we want to provide, uh, you know, relevant content and advice to people who really the financial industry wasn't necessarily built for. And then that is just turbocharged at Likely. Likely is a software platform that we are going to be selling to employers um, for their employees to just get better at their money. So Fjell means mountain in Norwegian, um, and Likely is a derivative of happiness in Norwegian. And, um, you know, we just believe that at the end of the day, you know, people just want to be happy. And so when you ask, you know, what motivates me, it's like my happy place is, you know, my kids, I love building, don't get me wrong, like I love this podcast, I love being on your podcast, um, but uh, that's what we believe. So we're just trying to help people, I guess, within both companies um, be happy with money, which is, you know, our podcast. I really love that because that's what ultimately brought me to resonate with you too, because you had said something, I'd signed up for one of your webinars that you did. And you said something that really resonated with me. And I'm one who's struggled with my relationship with money over the years. And when you talked about um, wealth, you said something that really resonated. Can you share a little bit about what you talked about? Like what wealth really means to you, money aside? Yes. Yeah. So uh, again, we, you know, wealth, a lot of people just think about money and they, and or, or they think about somebody who has a lot of money and they think, oh, they're wealthy. It's like, well, they might be. First of all, never judge yourself. Because um, people, I always tell people, I'm like, as somebody who, again, uh, professionally deals with money, people are way richer than you think and people are way poorer <laughs> than you think. It's, it is truly hard to, you know, just look at somebody and be like, oh, yeah, they, they have it all under control, et cetera. Um, you know, we just believe wealth is, you know... Um, is is being uh, this isn't exactly what i said you know on the on the webinar but i th- i think being wealthy is just being being able to be in the moment and just being perfectly happy and content with with what you're doing with who you're doing it with and um 
and, and that to me is, a, is I think, wealth. It's, it's detached from, you know, money. It's being comfortable and free of money, um, but it's really being present with, with where you are at because all we have is the moment, right? Like all we have, like in my life right now is like, is, is this, you know, like I can't go backwards in time. I can't go forwards in time. So I think that's what wealth, you know, really wealth is, is being, it's being present. Um, it's doing what you want. Um, with who you love and it's not necessarily having a specific number because if you get there in life if you get to your quote-unquote number um, you'll want more (laughs) isn't that the truth now I love that you said this because that's oftentimes the the struggle that we find ourselves in is as as where I'm at is like when I reach this goal I will be happy or when I reach this I will be everything will all my problems will go away now can you kind of like shed light on that um, that untruth that we sometimes get caught on? Because I get caught on that a lot. Yes, yeah. So the 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 purpose is the journey. Like the when you think about end destinations, like there really isn't an end. Financially speaking, at the least, there really isn't ever an end destination per se. Because when you like, let's just say you retire, for example, you spent your entire life just getting to a point where you can retire. So you get there and then you're like, oh wait, statistically I have 25 years to go. So uh, you don't want to find yourself in that moment and be like, oh my gosh, like I just got here and now what? Um, There's an interesting study that says the vast majority of business owners who sell their businesses um, a year after they have profound regret. That is the word in the study is a profound regret. Um, and, And I think a lot of that comes from you know, people believing that something or some um, event in life will bring them happiness. But um, I think in reality, it's it's really, you know, the journey. And that's where I kind of come back to, you know, what is wealth and what is, um, it's really not necessarily money related. It's just like being comfortable with where you're at, you know, at that, you know, with wherever you are in life, in, in, riches or importance, sickness and in health, you know, the, the things we say to our spouses when we get married. Um, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's been my, my, my own journey is, you know, undoing what I've learned as a young person Yeah. about, especially with money and relearning it in a way that reframes it as a tool to move forward rather than the th- money is the happiness because money mm-hmm. isn't the, it's just a tool, just like it's a resource to get you from A to B. And I think that mindset is really good to think about money is a tool, but wealth is that holistic. It's holistic. It's, it's everything from your health, your, your lifestyle, your, what do you bring into your life, your kids, the things that really motivate you and bring you joy. Yes. And, and to give you an example, I think of, of um, to, to put a per, some perspective into what you're saying, what we're talking about here is let's just say, oh, everyone knows about Elon Musk, you know, the, he, well, he's, he's founded and co-founded tons of companies. Um, let's say Elon Musk made a goal to have $200 billion, something ridiculous, which that's how much money he has. It's just stupid. Um, like, if you were to actually have a conversation with him, he would be like, so is, are your goals met now that you've had, now that you've made $200 billion? Absolutely not. Like, he, he, 
that is not it. Like if you were to sit down and talk to talk to him, you'd be like, oh no, I want to go to Mars. I want to do this, this, and this. The money is simply a byproduct of that. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, you know, something for the listeners to remember is it's not like having X amount of dollars. Um, all that is, is just a series of good decisions you've made financially to get you to that point in time. And there's some good financial decisions, but there's also obviously costs associated with, you know, being, you know, being someone like that. So just, just again, uh, um, just to put a little bow and to paint a picture of, you know, why having money isn't the end all be all, it is simply a tool. And in the case of who we're talking about, Elon Musk, it's to get people to Mars. And in your case, it's to, you know, afford you this opportunity to have an awesome podcast. A hundred percent. I love how you, how you frame that out because that, you know, that really resonates. And I think money and wealth and things are, I look at it like working out, like the byproduct, the, the reason we work out, the reason we should be healthy that way is to create a healthier life. Like we feel better when we're working out, we feel uh, more youthful. We feel like we have more energy and the byproduct is the weight loss or, mm -hmm. you know, physique changes. That's the byproduct. And that's like kind of like money is this byproduct. But the, the ultimate goal is to create a lifestyle and curate a lifestyle that you love. And money can be a tool to get there. Just like eating healthy. Yes. Yep. It is simply a tool and it's a tool in the tool belt. And I think, you know, what the, the second level to that is just learning how to be good with it. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, so many people that we come across in what we do, they've never, they've maybe haven't realized that money is a tool. And then they also are not particularly great at using it as a tool. So there's, there's so many just very deep things within people. And it's really like a system-wide thing that, you know, people just, they're not, they don't have a healthy relationship with their money because they don't work on it. Like in order to be, have a healthy relationship with money, you actually need to work on it. Like I just said, and, and if you want to have a great marriage, you need to invest in your spouse. If you want to have a great, you know, personal, uh, you know, health life, you need to go to the gym. Like you need to work on it. And, uh, people just don't, unfortunately don't do that. You know, I wonder if it's like a lot of times they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like, for someone who's just had a light bulb moment, say from listening to this podcast, yeah. that they want to invest into their financial health, what are some ways they can get started? Yes. So the I think the if you're to just Google this on the internet, they'll give you five steps to get better. Like there's so much content on things you can do to get better. Um, but the thing to actually focus on is your mindset. So we actually, one of our staff members here, um, you know, we were, we were talking together as a team and, and we were talking about actually our webinars that uh, you, were, you attended and, and, you know, some friction we were having with, you know, people not quite understanding if they're ready to work with um, Fiel or, or, or whatnot. And, um, and the first thing you need to do is to understand that you can do it, <laughs> like you can be successful. And how cheesy does that sound? But it's so true. Um, we've really been, I think people have been on the treadmill of financial shame, financial stress, um, whether they know it or not, and people are exhausted and they're like, I can't even, I can't even possibly think that I can do this. So I think the first thing to actually do is to have an honest conversation with yourself and start just batting down those bad thoughts. Um, seriously, it's, 
the, you know, people don't talk to other people about money hardly at all, but they're constantly having conversations with themselves about how terrible they are. No joke. Mm. Like, this is no joke. I've been there. I've been there as well, <laughs> and I do this for a living. So it's to combat those bad mindsets. Mm-hmm. You know, statistically speaking, uh, New Year's resolutions fail by February. Mm. And it's the reason is people, for, like, they, they misplace habits for mindsets. It's like, if I get into a good habit, I'm going to go to the gym. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not. Unless you really want to, you know, if you've like deeply said like, this is like, you've made it a value of yours and then you will do it. I love that you said this because it, it kind of brings me to my trick of how I get myself to adapt a new mindset is I try to tether it with something else I'm already doing successfully. So whoever you are, there is something you're doing right now that you probably kick butt at in some way. And if you can create that framework of that mindset and just duplicate it with the next thing. And that's where I'm at. It's like, okay, I've done a few things now that I've learned so much from, I'm continuing to learn, but I'm on that path of that mindset. It's not about perfection. It's about the mindset. Like it's a, it's a abundance mindset. So now it's like, it's so funny because then I aligned with, I met you, I've, I've like the universe brings you what you need. And I am at that point where I want to invest into my money choices and my financial health. And so I can duplicate the mindsets that I have for other things that I'm doing successfully and just go from there. And the first thing I do I'm a podcaster. I have a conversation. Yeah. I get to know more. I put this information out. Both of those things bring me joy. This conversation and learning as well as giving this to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know what? Let's have people on to talk about money. Yes. Because that's the first step. That's the first step to learning and getting people plugged in and getting motivated. And one of the things we're working on in in uh, our, our company likely is, you know, how to drive behavior change with money, the vast majority of Americans are stressed about money. And it is in, in, in just the things we've learned, just the conversation we've had, just had heartbreaking conversations over the years doing this with people and their money. And it's it, like I, I empathize with the, the, the things people go through in life. It's there's some really hard things that that we all go through. Um, you know, with that being said, the first the first, you know, portion of how you actually change is becoming, like you said, aware that you have a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then start equipping yourself with the desire to change and start equipping yourself with the the education, uh, the the people to, you know, drive that change. And then once you, you know, have started to take those little steps, you just have to keep taking them and keep taking them. Uh, Albert Einstein said that the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest and you know, which means, uh, you know, as things, you know, if you put a rate of return on things, you know, money grows really, really fast, you know, at the end of your life. Um, to give a, a, some context, it took Warren Buffett 50 years to become a billionaire. And now he's in his 90s and he's worth, I don't know what he's worth today, let's call it 90 billion. So he's 90 times richer, um, not even twice as old. that makes sense Mm -hmm. so but but people can't they have a hard time you know understanding how this works and so they just they take some steps and then they just 
they get back on the financial treadmill that they're so accustomed to and they ultimately never get any progress. Mm, and that's thank goodness for people like you and people who are out there giving these, these, you know, it's almost like finding yourself a physical trainer. Mm -hmm. It's a financial trainer and mm -hmm. someone who can help you because going at it alone is the worst thing we can do. Totally. Like, That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, I have a pretty nasty inner voice. I, many of us do. And yeah. that voice sometimes will hold me back from success. So by connecting with great people and even just listening to podcasts or like immersing yourself with really, really healthy, happy thoughts around it can start to change and, and start that trajectory shift and connecting with those people, those mentors or those, those peers that are good for you. Yes. That's a big, I think a big asset. Mm -hmm. I, what's complicated about money is it's, it's very, like, it's very simple. Like it's not, you know, the, the, the things you need to do to, to be financially free. Um, it's not complicated. What's complicated is the person, you know, it's, it's, um, and it's actually extremely complicated. It's extremely complicated. There's been billions of dollars spent building tools in the last 10 years to help people with their money. And America hasn't really gotten any further along. <laughs> like in some cases we're, you know, behind particularly our generation, um, and the Gen Zs are, are just, they're totally trying to figure it out themselves. So it's, uh, it's just really complicated. And I think with that complexity and those nuances, it does make sense to just have somebody or, or a team of people just, just helping you out, you know, being a, being a voice like you, like you just said. So, and the only reason I say that is for people to understand that it's, complicated and i had a conversation a few weeks ago with somebody who was tremendously successful um really at the pinnacle of his game in town here very well respected and 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 uh i told him i was like your money's fine i was like you're good i was like what's he's i was talking to him about how complicated his situation was he's like it's not complicated i was like your money's not complicated but i was like you're the complicated one. <laughs> not true. I overcomplicate everything. <laughs> we do. We get in our heads and that's yeah. so true. And it's uh, most things in life are very, very simple. And it's something that we can kind of like go back to that, that thought. And it's like we kind, kind of create a mission and vision for what we want our money to do for us and align those values. And if what we're doing decision-wise doesn't fit those values that's a really great takeaway to either proceed with what you're doing or stop what you're doing. And oftentimes we don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear the word stop. I'm like, I really want to buy yeah, those. Don't tell me how to stop. Don't tell me to stop. I'm going to buy those earrings and then I'm going to go have a mimosa and brunch. And then we're looking at $150 later. It's yeah. like, do I need to do that? And, and sometimes it's like, it's not about saying, it's not about like taking away. It's like, what can money, how can it add to your life? And sometimes it's like, it's not about saying no to those kind of things. It's just about finding where to fit them in. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes. Yes. And, and what's complicated, like what, what's hard about, you know, what you described, which everyone on planet earth does this, um, is it's, 
you know, like in, we're constantly doing mental accounting and we're constantly trying to figure out what we value. And so in this case for you, it's like, oh, t- this will be really fun today. And so if, if you're not connected to your future self, your future financial self, it's really hard to make great financial decisions to the, to today because you're pretty much always going to default to, you know, what's your, what's in your best interest today, which in the example you just had, you're like, well, I'm going to have a great day. And then your future self is like, okay, stop it. <laughs> like <laughs> you could have turned that $150 into whatever and gone on a pretty cool vacation someplace. Um, so it's those competing priorities. And um, I would say a lot of people financially, they live today and some of this is just marketing, like, you know, wherever you go next from here on your drive, you will be sold probably 30 different things. If you check your phone, there's going to be an ad. If you listen to the radio, there's going to be an ad. There's going to be a store that has a beautiful sign that says, come on in and whatever. So we're constantly being sold, but that those priorities are really difficult, actually really hard to, to, to really grasp like what the decisions you make today, how they affect your future life. And we're in the, like, we believe that people should enjoy today and tomorrow. Mm. So there's some people who are like, you need to just never go to Starbucks. You never need to buy a new car. You never, never, never because your future financial self. It's like, no, the reality is, is like live for today, have a great day, but also, you know, be smart about your finance, your future self. And that to me, again, is like when we get back to like what is being wealthy, it's setting yourself up for what you need when you're 60, but then also being able to go have mimosas with friends because both things matter. Oh, I love that. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. I really like to hear that too, because I really like mimosas with my friends. (laughs) So that is so good to hear. And you know, that it kind of brings me back to a a story that I thought of, and I heard this not too long ago, about a decade ago, when Apple came out with the iPod, or it's probably more than that now. That's probably 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Okay. Again, we're dating ourselves. (laughs) So when that came out, what, 300 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Average. And if you bought a stock of Apple for $300, you would have over $100,000 right now. Yes. <laughs> that reality hit me like a brick in a good way. Cause at that time I was, you know, young, I just, I didn't know anything about it. And it kind of like goes back to, we only know what we know, Yeah. but it is a, our job to, or our responsibility to, if we want to make change in our life, we have to open the door and ask the questions like, and not be scared because there are so many resources nowadays that like this podcast is a resource, things like that, that can help us. But that, that just like woke me up when I heard that stat, I was like, okay, how do I now, maybe there's something I like right now that instead of going and buying all the products, how can I invest in the stock or how can I, how can I make my money work for this and still like become like, like using my money differently and see that growth again in the next 10 years. And so again, that's why I'm so glad we connected, but I just want to put it out there for listeners too. If you have these curiosities and if you hear something that really strikes you, like lean into that feeling and find those connections, whether it be feel likely, whatever it may be, find those connections and like make that first step of saying yes. Yes. There's, there's totally a way to do it. That that's the crazy thing is like, if you want to be financially free, there's a path to take. And it's 
pretty well known. It's not complicated, but again, the complexity lies in the complexity lies with the person itself, and you know, the just have to like find that. I mean, there's two ways to change, and I was telling this last week to the team here. I was like, you're either forced to change or you want to change. And I think what, you know, your message, you're releasing to your audience the message that we want to share with our audience, me being, me talking to your audience and vice versa, is like, if at all possible, change on your terms. Like, don't get to the point in life where you're like, oh, crap. Like, I'm, I'm in a spot financially and I'm potentially screwed those are not the times when you want to change. Like you want to change on your own time. So what, do whatever you can to, to, in regards to your, this is just true in life, right? Like this isn't just with money, but you know, change on your own terms. Mm, that's so well said because it's, there has been times where many people, myself included, have found themselves in a, oh crap, I need to change. Mm -hmm. And it's more so if we can start now with little steps and, make it fun or work with our personality type or, you know, find, for me, I have to trick myself into doing the, like the good things. <laughs> I have to like trick myself or put I a like word, like something like make it fun. As long as I'm having fun, I can enjoy it. And I think like finances can be fun. Just like working out can be fun. You, yeah. Everybody can find something they like. Maybe it's dancing. I love dancing. So I, first thing I ever did was dance fit. Made sense. Yeah. It didn't feel like a workout. So it's like, for that's me, good. trick your mind. And if you're like, if you, if you know that about yourself, that's a good way to go or tune into yourself mm -hmm. and know that the journey doesn't have to fit in a box. Everybody's on their own journey. Totally. Totally. And, and along with that too, um, this is another just tenant of, of the, of the companies here is just take responsibility for to it or mm. for it, excuse me, the, you know, own it, do you and take responsibility for your failures and your wins. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's really easy to blame inflation, a bad economy, a spouse that's not on the same page, et cetera. Those are all real, but again, like, you know, do every, you know, do what you just said and then own it and own your success. And I think what, you know, what, you know, you found and what I found as somebody who's, you know, owns companies and, um, there's so much pride in ownership. Like if you talk to a business owner who's been doing it for 30 years, if you were to ask, you know, that, that woman or that man, would you go back to work for somebody? They'd say, heck no. It's like, I love this thing. You know, even if it's a gas station in the middle of nowhere, like there's pride in ownership and there's so much satisfaction when you, when you own your own situation and you own up to your mistakes and you ask for feedback and when you put yourselves in spots and it hurts, you know, like it hurts to get feedback, it hurts to potentially put yourself in there. Um, but I think what you'll find is, is when you, when you do get some financial wins under your belt and this to the listeners, it's just so, it's so worth it. And then you need to learn how to celebrate those wins and, and become, you know, make it a habit of winning and, you know, start stacking your wins and, you know, something to remember to the listeners, to everyone in this room is, um, you know, your money's either a slow motion disaster or it's a slow motion success, unless you inherit money or win the lottery. 
<laughs> I love it. And, you know, that's a cool thing. It brings me back to, you know, living on purpose. That's one of my missions with what I'm working on is to help people live on purpose. And like autonomy is one of those things that we've kind of gone away from. We like to rely on systems. We like to rely on someone's going to take care of me. But in the reality is the only one that's going to take care of you is you. For sure. And what a beautiful thing to know, because then you know <laughs> yeah. where you yeah. can go and and where you can grow and that it's it's hard and it sucks at first but then it's like I embrace feedback now because I know I can grow from it Mm -hmm. and we don't have to blame ourselves we don't have to like get negative we can say okay how can I learn from this how can I make a change or maybe it's something that isn't serving you and you can let it go yeah you know we're gonna get negative feedback that sometimes isn't serving us that it that was either someone was just being mean or something we don't have to take everything but we can learn from everything and so kind of in closing this has been such a great conversation um i'd love to ask the question how do you help people to curate or how would you suggest especially when it comes to money how do you help people curate a life that they love yes uh my you know immediate answer to that is just uh find your values you know, what are you here to do? Like, why, like, wh- what are you doing? My personal thing is I love, I, I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm a builder, like for my, for my work. Like I, I've like, this is how I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have just a very deep conviction that this is what I'm on planet earth to do is to, you know, build, just build companies. And Um, and then aside from that, those, you know, what I build, you know, I want to impact the world. I want to impact my, the fam, my family. Um, it's to find what you value, find what, because like with your mimosa example, like you don't, you value that, but you like, you value the connection with people. Like that's that, like the, 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 I think in financial lives, it's like value, like find what you really value and do everything you possibly can you know, for your values to be connected with your money. And though that mismatch between what you value and what you spend your money on can just, you know, really leave you in a spot later in life when you don't have kids in your house, you're hopefully your home is paid off. Like you, you won't have what you won't have enough of the tool to do what you love. So hundred percent find what you value. And then from there, you know, start using money as a tool. Mm, that is so well said. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for being on the show today. I'd love to connect people with uh, what you're up to with Fiel, with Likely. How can they, if they you know, resonate with this, how can they find you? Yes. Uh, give me a follow on LinkedIn. Uh, that's, that's where uh, um, both, both companies, that's, that's where we all hang out. Um, follow the, the Fiel Capital page. Um, follow Likely. Likely is L-Y-K-K-L-Y. That's another one of those weird company names. We're kind of going the Norwegian theme here. So anyways, um, it's a pleasure to, uh, to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star rating and leave a review. I love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in and always remember how fabulous you really are.